I was um, blessed with the service so far this morning, and I thought it went well with the message that I was thinking about bringing today. Um, I switched gears quite a bit from what I had initially been thinking about talking, and that was because of some of the events that took place in the last couple of weeks, and I felt like, like I might be repeating and overlapping some of the things that we heard last Sunday, and that's okay. I think it's not bad to be reminded of, of the brevity of life. Um, we, do have, we do have a life that we need to live for the Lord, or otherwise there's going to be consequences. Um, I and part of the reason that I was thinking about it was because I was working with a young man that had had some interaction with the young man that died and passed away. And, and the things that had happened or the things that he had said that he had done with them were not exactly bad, but they were not exactly, you know, God glorifying either. And he made the comment to me, he said, he wonders what he could have said or what he could have done to help. That is the thing that I would like to be here today, is to be able to point people in a direction, help all of us. And, and, and this, is a, this is something that I want to make sure that all of us understand. I'm not preaching to you today, I'm preaching to myself as well. And so this is actually, um, it's not going to be an expository message on, it's not going to be you know, going in-depth on the salvation thing, but it does have an evangel evangelistic bent to it. I'd like to read um, in Hebrews 2, the first four verses. <clears throat> Hebrews 4, or Hebrews 2, starting in verse 1. Here again, we're starting off with a therefore, and Dwight talks about that occasionally. And, and I, would, I would have to go back and read the last few verses in the, in the previous scripture to, um, to talk about what was happening there, but I, that's not the point that I'm trying to make today. It's, so therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. Um, for if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord, and was confirmed unto, unto us by them that heard them? God also bearing them witness, both with signs and wonders, and with divers miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost, according to his own will. So jumping back into verse 1, therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. So he's talking about new believers, correct? I don't think that we are talking about new believers. We're talking about older people, people that have been, probably been in the faith for a while, and they've let things slip. They've started out a good, um, a good walk with the Lord. They've, they've let the seed grow or, yeah, they've let the seed fall on, on good ground, and now um, they've let it slip somehow for some reason or other. Um, and I read an illustration, which I thought really hit home. It, devil. Um, 
which is pretty unusual. You know, how do you, how do you react to something like that? I think people, when this story happened, was very similar to the way that we would be today. It's like, what are we going to do with that? Um, and so they took it to the judge, and he actually did a ruling on it. And he said, well, the best way that he can think of to let that happen is to let the weeds uh, grow on the farm. Let the farm grow up in weeds. Let the soil erode. Let the buildings rot. <clears throat> and isn't that such a good um, description, a spiritual description of what can happen in our lives today? Um, you know what? The easiest, easiest thing to let the devil get a hold of our life is to do nothing at all. And, and I think that's what it's talking about here in verse 1, where we're just letting it slip. And then we go on down into um, verse 2. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward. And when, when you go back into, into the Old Testament, there was a lot of, lot of things happening there that was, that was ruled by the law. It was either sin or it wasn't sin. And if there, was, if there was sin involved, there was a lot of sacrificing that needed to be done. And, and that's what it's talking about in verse 2, I believe. And then in verse 3, it's kind of the, the point verse that I'm getting to. And how shall we escape, and if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord, and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him? So there, there it sounds like an urgent thing. How shall we escape? Um, what are we escaping from? It's, is it something that, you know, um, yeah. I mean, so often in our sermons today, especially in our, our modern culture, we have this, this thing, you know, it's all happiness, warm, fuzzy feelings, you know, it's about heaven, it's about whatever else, but there is something, when we go back into Genesis 3, um, there was creation. God created a man. For, I mean, it's in Genesis 1, we read about the creation of man. And, and there, was a, there was something different that God did when he created man. He made God in his own image. I mean, he made man in his own image, and he put a soul, a soul that will never die. And, you know, a soul that has, he can make a choice. He can either choose to worship God or he can choose to, to worship his own flesh and blood. And so um, we read how in, in, in chapter 3 in Genesis, we read how Eve and Adam made the wrong choice. And human tendency today is to think that it would be a good thing. It's like, ah... You know what, I sure wish that Adam and Eve wouldn't have messed up. Then, you know, we'd be on easy street. There'd be no sin in life. And you know what, people? I'm really sad to say, but I'm afraid that if it wouldn't have been for Adam and Eve, it would have been me that would have been the sinning, doing the sinning. Um, and, and I don't think that we can, any of us here, can point fingers in any at anyone else because every one of us were born with that sin nature and I believe that we have that sin nature to work for uh, work with <clears throat> um, and we also like to think of God as being a gracious loving God someone that you know someone that cares for us and and you know 
he sees our every need and provides every need. You know, every day that I need to have something to eat or something to wear, God will provide that for me. He does. It really creates some nice, warm, fuzzy feelings around my heart. You know, at the end of my life, if I can get that pastor convinced somehow to stand up and, and, and talk about what a wonderful person that I was, there's sure going to be a place in heaven for me, isn't there? Well, that's not the way that it is either. You know, every one of us have got to make that personal choice whether we want to serve God or if we don't want to serve God. And I believe that there is a place called hell as well. We read about that um, in Luke chapter 16, verses 19 to 31, and I'm not going to take time to read that, but there was the story about the, um, the rich man and Lazarus, and the rich man had... He lived sumptuously, it says. He had a great life. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with having a great life. Um, I don't think that there's anything wrong with being, living sumptuously. But I do believe it's wrong to live selfishly. And I believe that that's what, that's what was indicating here. He saw definite needs right outside his, his house door that he wasn't willing to endorse. Or he wasn't willing to um, take care of, I should say. And poor Lazarus, he up and died on us. And, and the rich man died. And when he was in hell, he looked over in the abyss, and he saw, well, there's Lazarus sitting on, on Abraham's bosom. Ooh, this is not working out the best. He said, um, you know, Abraham, could you come over here and... and, and Give me a drop of water to cool the tip of my tongue. It's really hot over here. And excuse me if I paraphrase some of these things. Um, a lot of these things that I don't have exactly by memory. I, um, a lot of these verses that I learned were learned in German. And so, you know, I know what they mean in English, but I can't quote it word for word, and it's okay. I think as long as the, it's, it's taken in context, I believe it's, it, it's okay. But he said, Lazarus, come over here, and, or, or Abraham, send Lazarus over to bring some water over here to cool the tip of my tongue. And Abraham said, nope, can't do. We got a little canyon going on here between us. We can't, we can't do that. And then he said, well, couldn't you at least send that Lazarus down from the dead, wake him up from the dead, and, and warn my brothers that this is, this, is, this is something that's going to happen to them if they don't change their way. And I can give him credit for that. He was thinking for his brothers. And I think that's something that we ought to do today. But I think it's something that we need to take time to take care of today. Not something that is something that we think, well, when we're in heaven, we can somehow, we can reach our brothers with signs and wonders and that they'll, they'll surely reach our fine salvation that way. And Abraham made a point. He says, you know what? If they don't listen to, Ab uh, if they don't listen to Moses and the prophets and that kind of stuff, they're not going to listen to somebody that rose from the dead. Um, pretty hard hearts, I would say. And then um, there was another story. Well, actually, it's not a, it's not a story in Matthew 18, 8 and 9. You read that it's better to, to enter the kingdom of heaven, cr uh, crippled or maimed, than to, uh, than to go into hell whole. 
And I think it's serious. I think all of us need to expect that we need to, we need to have a life that is wholly given to God. That's something that God, you know, we think of God as like, he's too merciful. He's not going to be sending me to hell. He's not going to be, you know, he's got a place prepared for me in heaven. And he does. He really does. But he also, he is such a kind and gracious God that he's given us the opportunity to have a choice, to make a choice whether we want to do what's right or whether we want to do what's wrong. And, and that's the beautiful thing. We can choose. But, you know, our choices that we make today are going to have, have an effect on where we end up in. And um, we, um, we like to think of God like I said, as a kind, gracious God. And I'm not preaching this sermon, and I, excuse me if I, lose this, I use this term loosely, but I'm not trying to scare the hell out of anyone, and yet I am. You know what? It's going to, it's going to happen, and we can't have salvation as a fire insurance. That's not, that's not what it's about. It's not about, you know, at the end of our life to say how many how many good things people will say about us. That's not what life is about. Um, then there's also some of us that like to believe that we can serve two gods. Well, no, we don't call it that. There's people, some of us, that believe that we can, we can serve God and we can still serve a little bit of the world. We can still, you know, have a little bit of the world in us. There was a friend, it ain't working. It's not going to work. The Bible tells us that whatsoever you sow, that's what you're going to reap. You know, you can't expect to sow apricots and get oats. That, it, that, it doesn't work that way. You know, that, sound, that sounds ridiculous, but many of us try to do that. There was a, there was a friend of mine that went swimming and he was living well let's back up just a bit he was living a, a very coarse life he was amish by the way you know how, how would that be possible if you're amish you're saved if you're conservative mennonite you're saved right not right it doesn't work that way it's by god's grace that you're saved and he was living a life that was not god god um pleasing he went swimming one day and um, he was with friends, and they were sw swimming right down here in the English River. And um, he waded out into the water, and he didn't know how to swim real well, or he hardly knew how to swim at all. And he got in deeper and deeper. And, you know, for guys, it's always more fun if it's deeper, and it's, it's more scary, and, and it's better. It's just better that way. And all at once, he came to the realization that he can't touch bottom anymore. He went down once. Blunk, 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 he came back up. And he, he went down twice. He always had in mind that, that in the event that he's staring death in the eyes, and I think that's something that we can do too easily, he'll pray the sinner's prayer, God be merciful to me, a sinner. He went down the second time. He came up. He didn't have time to gasp for air hardly before he went down the third time. And he doesn't know what in the world made him do that, but he, he, he could touch bottom, but he couldn't push himself out. 
And he stood there and he had his hand raised up like this, and it was out of the water. One of the young men that were with him noticed this, and he pushed him out. And he's here today to tell the story. Um, you know, he could have ended up, he said, I have no doubt where I would have landed up in if, if I would have not come up the third time. And this is kind of a sad, or a side note, but the person that, that pushed him out has now been diagnosed with mental disorders and has been, you know, some of us would kind of get discouraged with, with um, interacting with him and that kind of stuff, but um, my friend told me that he said, I've always, always have and will have a special place in my heart for this, for this gentleman because of what he did for me in my life. I believe that he saved me for a purpose. <clears throat> so now we have got a problem. We've got sin in our lives. I think that's something that we've addressed, something that we believe that is, that is something that we've all got. We've got sin in our lives. And I was so blessed with the songs that we sang this morning. Um, you know, Jesus broke our sin, our, our chains. <clears throat> We, um, I'm going to read this. I believe I got time for that. Let's read Luke 18, 10 to 14. <clears throat> Luke 18, 10 to 14. And here we see two people. And I think this is a story that many of us have already heard. Um, it says, two men went up into the temple. He says, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast twice in the week. Now he has to make, he has to make announcements of what he did. You know, this is, this, is, this is something that I want you to all notice, you know. I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. You know what? God's not interested in our, in our gifts. He's interested in our in in our hearts. <clears throat> and the publican, standing afar off, would not lift up so much as his eyes into heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful unto me, a sinner. That's what God wants from each one of us. He wants a broken and a contrite heart. Stands out to me the most. <clears throat> He says, I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other, for everyone that exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. And that is something that we need to understand and realize, that um, we all have a need. And regardless of, of how mature we are in our Christian life, every one of us still have a need. And, you know, there's, there's times that we... Um, we think that we got this all together, and I think that's when God thinks the least of us. We, in our um, Sunday school lesson today, we had we had a um, we had a short discussion on 
being of little faith. And is that a good thing? You know, there's positive and there's negatives. Those of little faith sometimes are way more dependent on God than the ones that, that think that they've got a big faith. And those of us that think that we can do this ourselves, we've got this, we don't need God. Uh-uh. I think God could tell us in a hurry that, you know, we're, we're um, really needful of him. And I feel that this morning, and I do appreciate, by the way, every one of you praying for me. I can feel it, and I've been blessed with that. I really have been. <clears throat> so, now we see the difference between the Pharisee and the um, publican. And we see that, well, there's a difference, but how does that relate to me? Well, every one of us are born with that sin nature, and every one of us need God. And we need to come and bring our sins to the foot of the cross. And we need to be repentant of what, what we did or did not do. Um, because God wants, God told Saul, I think it was, when, when um, Samuel came and he found him making sacrifices. And he says, what are you doing? And, and Saul said, well, hey, I'm, the people were getting impatient because you didn't show up. And so then that's, that's why I ended up making the sacrifices myself instead of waiting on you, which was a no-no back in the Old Testament times. And Samuel told him, he said, see, I'm not exactly sure how it is. It talks about, you know, God's not interested in the fat of lambs and whatever else. And, but he said, obedience is better than sacrifice. And I think that's what God wants. He wants a broken and a contrite heart. And he wants our obedience. He wants our complete. So if we see that there's sin in our lives, if we see that there's something in our life that needs to be addressed, let's not put it off. Let's bring it to Christ. Let's bring it to God. And, you know, if we're a young person that has never taken the time to, um, to call upon God, let's do it now. I like, um, I like how it says, I think it's in Hebrews... Hebrews 3, I think, I believe it is. It says today, and there again, I'm going to be paraphrasing this. I know it's not going to be exactly right. Today, if you hear my voice, harden not your heart. It's an urgent thing. It's not something that we want to put off until tomorrow. Let's, let's get this taken care of. Because, you know, just because today we were able, or this morning we were able to put our shoes on, does not mean that we'll be taking them off tonight again. Um, I've, I've, you know, it's... It's sobering as I get older, um, and I'm not that old, but as I get older, I've got friends that, that I've already lost to death. And you know, they were perfectly healthy in the morning, and they died before the end of the day. And that's where you and I could be. So it's a serious thing that we, we take, we make our calling an election, sure. <clears throat> um, and there's, there's also something, you know, some of us think that there's always a more convenient time, and I believe that we should, we should listen to that calling today. You know, um, let me see, what is that verse in Ecclesiastes? Uh, Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. You know, don't mess around until you're old. I mean, if you've got that opportunity, let's take care of it now. Let's not, let's not mess around. Um, so... 
let me see. I think I'm going to jump back into Hebrews um, 2 and verse 4 in conclusion. God also bearing them witness, both with signs and wonders, and with diverse miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost, according to his own. Um, it's actually saying it as a question mark. He says, God also bearing them witness, both with signs and wonders, and with diverse miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost, according to his own will. So it's, it's something that is not just something that is, is given to, to um, certain individuals. But I think it's, it's something that every one of us have that opportunity. Uh, I know that there's a verse that some people, some people talk about. He said, many, many are called, but few are chosen. And I believe that, can I say this? I, I think I can honestly say this, that all of us are called. But unfortunately, few are chosen. Um, and that is not because God chose, decided that he doesn't want them. No. That's not the reason that they're not chosen. It's because that I made that choice to make the wrong choice. And that's very, very sad. In closing, I just want to um, close with a devotional that, that I read the other morning. And Dina said, oh, that really made an impression on you, didn't it? And it did. <laughs> um, yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. Today is a gift and that's why we call it the present. And I believe that is exactly it. Today is a gift, and let's make sure that we make our calling and election sure.